0: Deep in London's beating heart lies a wall, a like do it be, if you know the call, for if the wall steps aside, be not afraid of what you
1: see, cause the wizard world is opened up as has the Griffiths. Hello everyone and welcome to Streetcast, no longer a Harry Potter reread podcast for laughs fans. I'm your host DC, And I'm Liz. And Liz, my Twitter feed has been a buzz, nothing but... Uh, Your own posts, actually, today. I logged in and saw a lot of Hullabaloo about some strings drama.
0: Oh, yeah. Yep, I've always got big-time drama going on.
1: The people and me, mostly V, demand to know what's going on in the world of local string practice.
0: Well um i'm getting i'm getting bossed around told to told to play other parts etc uh, etc cetera, et cetera, and then getting cornered and being told hey sorry to be so bossy but and then i have to say <laughs> no no i didn't feel like you were being bossy it's just a lot of drama for a bunch of adults getting together at a community strings organization <laughs> <laughs> I, there's I like seven this. of us
1: yeah, I, I saw this. I, like, I saw this happening and I was like, OK, I, I can't read all of this right now because I can get it straight from the source. And I, I, I'm i I'm dying to know because it, it feels like it's been a little quiet on that front recently. You had your recital and that seemed to go pretty well. And mm-hmm, I, I thought mm-hmm. this had all died down. Well, no, no, no. You are under attack once again. <laughs> for okay. your beliefs.
0: Yeah. yeah. So I so well we had this whole problem where we didn't have enough music to play right. So I like brought a song. I was like, mm-hmm. here you go. Here's a song. And then I I talked about this. There was a the whole like, do you have the copyright rights to this song? And I was like, no. But. Who cares?
1: <laughs> We're practicing it in a house, right? Like, right, at a, exactly. At a music store, yeah. essentially,
0: yeah. Um, and then the, all that died down, but we had a um, we had a session that went long. But I left ten minutes early, but it wasn't really ten minutes early. It was like I went forty five minutes longer, and everyone else went an hour longer, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, so I leave, and then I get a text message later, and it's like, hello, Liz. <laughs> Hang on, let me, <laughs> let me look look at what it was.
1: Awesome, okay.
0: Hello, Liz. Several of us has, have mentioned that we feel we have a lot of pieces right now. I suggested we table joy to the world for a bit. <laughs> folks seem to like that idea and i'm like i was gone for for 10 minutes also why would we still be playing joy to the world christmas is over
1: <laughs> why why was this phrased why did they phrase it like a jigsaw like like <laughs> announcement hello hello Liz. joy, joy <laughs> to the world must be tabled
0: must be tabled yeah there's too many songs We can't play Joy to the World. And it's Joy to the World and like one other song that we're tabling. And I'm like, okay, sorry, I brought a song. (laughs) I'll never do it again. What What was the song you brought again? It was like. It's Jupiter by Holst, except it's not, it's not the original, like, you know, we're not playing Jupiter by Holst. We're playing the junior high school arrangement for string orchestra version of (laughs) Jupiter by Holst. Um, But it's a good, it's a good one. It's very dramatic.
1: Yeah. What's the repertoire right now then? If 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 Joy to the world is 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 dead, if there's no more joy in the world, what is there now? What what's what's the what's the playlist?
0: Mm, so we're playing Jupiter. That stayed on the list, luckily. Um we're pl- I mean it really is all like junior high school repertoire, right? We're playing something called a modal festival, which is um teaching you about Yoldi uh key signatures right so awesome. it's in the modal style which is very yeah. cool and it teaches some like cool syncopation stuff um and i can't remember any of our other pieces because i don't practice them <laughs> oh we're playing rocky top which you might know as uh is it tennessee's unofficial song or oh something oh
1: my god you know I it do you know, know it. this yep yep <laughs>
0: A country fave
1: <laughs> oh god i i do know this because i have a friend who is a uh a, a, a like georgia college football fan and oh, i sure. guess joke jokes about the rival tennessee rocky top that's like a that's a that's a long-running bit i think there. Ah. Is, so is that is that the extent of it like you're just they they they're taking control of the of the playlist or is there anything else happening? Or, yeah, no, like, mostly
0: or, mostly the playlist, but I just I just keep having run-ins with this one person and I'm like, you know, if you keep having to corner me to apologize, maybe you should knock it off.
1: That's that's scarier. That's like scarier, right? Like like I I I hate I would hate to, it's this was the thing I had working in an office, right? Mm-hmm. Um of of like it, isn't it weird when people who are like 20 to 30 years older than you behave, like you remember having to deal with people acting in high school or like yes. yourself. It's just like, I got over this. I.
0: It's like, very strange.
1: I, yeah. Just, just, just talking to someone in an office who makes like, like I was working with engineers who made like, you know, probably like, like just shy of like a million dollars or whatever. And it's like, you're like a 12 year old. Like I yeah. can't,
0: it's wild. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's really weird. It's really weird. Uh, and I'm sorry that it's happening in your strings.
0: <laughs> That's okay. I've made it very fanciful in my head because I mm-hmm. am like, this is like a a a little um, sitcom that I've got going on.
1: Yeah, this is a manga that like hasn't gotten translated, but like has has like a really small cult following. It's like, oh, it's just about this this lady who goes to a strings group and then everyone there is always a weird freak. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry that that's uh that's been a nightmare.
0: That's okay. It's honestly been been great. It's just like this <laughs> this <laughs> conflict I keep having but I'm not having it, you know? Like mm-hmm. this that is is not coming from me. Um, but, but all in all it's it's still been great. We've been like adding members, which is really cool. Um, and I, I was very pleased because the like director of the program, uh, usually plays with us, mm-hmm. but we had enough people. So we had like enough of a, of two violin sections that she actually like got up and like conducted our little group. And she's like an old school, like high school orchestra teacher. um, so I had like that little like emotional moment where I was like, I never thought that I'd be like playing music with a group of people with a conductor ever again. So Aww. that was pretty cool.
1: That's neat. That's great. Yeah. That's really sweet. I'm glad it's all worth it, at least. Oh, uh, yeah. Even if it even if it is bizarre.
0: <laughs> even if there's drama happening at me and we're playing Rocky Top. Um, <laughs> you know, you take what you can get.
1: Yeah. 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 Anything else been going on? Anything else fun? Anything else bad? I don't know. What's 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 good or bad in the in, in in the world in your life at the moment?
0: Hmm. I mean, what is good and bad? But at a Bioware MMORPG,
1: God damn, you're good at segues.
0: <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Okay.
1: Okay. Yeah. What's going on in the world of Swo- SwoTOR?
0: Well, Um it is wild playing a BioWare RPG in 2024. Are they still making those?
1: Oh, boy. Uh, I've, <laughs> I'm sort of like tugging my collar here. Like there's supposedly a new Mass Effect and supposedly a new Dragon Age coming. But like they were announced years ago and they haven't shown anything. And Bio- BioWare went through like a rough patch a couple yeah. years ago. Anthem. Remember Anthem? I sure do. I I would I would love. I would love nothing more than a new BioWare RPG to sort of playfully rib, but ha- there hasn't been one for a while.
0: Yeah, it's true. We'll see if another one comes out. I um am playing through the Jedi Consular um story, so I'm like mm-hmm. the caster class cuz I I I started as a Sith Inquisitor and I really <laughs> was sick of being like a Nazi. Um like it really like <laughs> sort of got under my skin over time. And I was like, "This just isn't fun, um, mm-hmm. it just like I like to do villain stuff for sure, but it's like you know, ha ha, I'm going to torture you with lightning, right, but not like mm-hmm. i'm go I'm going to uh put down a slave rebellion, um." So that was sort of just like a bummer. So I switched over to Mm -hmm. um, the good, the good guy team. Um, But I think the Jedi consular story is like considered the worst one. Like it's kind of boring, but I'm having a good time with it. Um, The like funniest thing that has happened to me in my recent playthrough is that, um, uh, or my recent playing is that I like met this character and then he like joined me for a mission And I thought that it was just like, oh, it's just like a quest NPC that's following me around for a little while. And then it like slow, like very slowly dawned on me. I was like, wait, this is one of the companions. Like this isn't just some stupid guy. I have to like bring this guy with me and he's going to have the Bioware like companion quests and things like that. And he's like a guy um, with really blocky facial hair and he has like a kind of a nerd, but he has a... um, a hologram uh, girlfriend.
1: Oh well, good for him. Mm-hmm. So, so is, is this guy? You can't. Is this like a pre them adding romance to the game guy? Oh no,
0: no, he's one of my romantic options. So I don't oh. know how that'll go.
1: Okay, so like the the hologram and him kind of have like an open thing. Don't know <laughs> polygram.
0: <laughs> I'm not I mean, sure. For that. yeah,
1: that's great. A
0: polygram, yeah. And yet I can't romance my cool lizard man.
1: That's so it's also my
0: companion. I know. It was funny because I said that like good guy, good guy Sith was like the the like lib simulator, but mm-hmm. the Jedi is like the exact same thing. Um, mm-hmm. I think that might be a Bioware thing.
1: Even even in the movies, I mean, what's like one of the first things Qui Gon Jinn says is, I'm, "I'm not, I'm not, I'm not here to free slaves. I'm not here to. Know.
0: You're not. Yeah, yeah, no, no, they don't care.
1: Uh, how how is it treating you as like an MMO? Are you still playing WoW, or is this is this like a your 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 jumping ship thing here?
0: This is my temporary break from World of Warcraft. Um okay. for sure. Like I. I will play world of Warcraft again, but I don't like their, um, uh, the dungeons that are in the current season. So I'm just taking like a little break. Um, and as an MMO, I have no clue. I love the MMO combat, like just going around and doing missions. It's like completely brainless. Um, mm. but I have not done any group content yet. I mean, you'll be catching me on the hutball uh, arena. Hell yeah.
1: All uh, right, hell yeah. Once I'm,
0: once I'm max level, I'll be out there playing with the rotworms and something slug dogs. dogs. Slug, slug frog, slug dogs. dog, frog dogs, and rotworms or something.
1: Awesome. Well, we've got kind of a lot to get to this week, don't we?
0: We sure do. Big
1: reveal this week. Another, another one in the how did this not get spoiled for me <laughs> department. And I'm very excited to get to, and we've got a long summary to get through. So do you want to take us away?
0: Sure. Um, we read chapters 22 and 23, and I'm sorry, but my summary is really long because of all the little individual things that happened. Uh, mm-hmm. So crack a cold one, recline in your chair, and, and, and enjoy. Um, chapter 22, uh, last time on The Hunger Games, in the midst of a deadly monkey brawl, one of the morphlings appeared as if from nowhere to intercept a monkey that was going right for Peta. Peta stabs the monkey after it bit the morphling in the chest. Unexpectedly, the monkeys seem to lose interest in the fight and retreat back into the trees. The morphling, however, is dying. Peta comforts her while she dies, telling her about how he paints rainbows and flowers and trees and stuff. The morphling paints a flower on his cheek with blood and then dies. Um, After they give the morphling a burial at sea, they realize they're super itchy from all the poison gas that was on their skin. As they hunker down for the night, Katniss spends some time thinking about why Finnick would have saved PETA over Megs. I think this is the second time that she's wondered about that. Um, the next day Katniss loudly asks Haymitch and by that, I mean, she just says it at the sky, um, that they need something to deal with the, with the itchiness. And soon after a parachute arrives with some medicine. Finnick and Katniss cover themselves in the medicine, making their faces look very silly. They look, it's like green and gross and they look real goofy. So they decide to play a little prank on Pita while waking him up. While looking so silly, everyone has a good laugh. It's really funny. Um, Katniss decides that Finnick is an all right guy. And as soon as she decides that for herself, another prompt gift from Haymitch arrives. A loaf of bread. She gets the message. While they are thinking about their next move, a slice of the jungle is engulfed in an enormous wave, seemingly for no reason. A cannon fires. A tribute has died from the wave. Three figures walk toward them on the beach. It's Johanna, BT, and Wiris. Finnick approaches them friendly style. Katniss just kind of has to go along with that. They're comp- the. Um, uh, Johanna, Beatty, and Wyrus are completely covered, uh, head to toe in blood and explain that part of the jungle that they were in was covered in like a torrential blood rain. Uh, Beatty is pretty injured. He got a knife in the back at the cornucopia. Wyrus cannot communicate other than to say tick tock. They wash all the blood off and Katniss treats Beatty's wounds as best as she can. Uh, Johanna tells Katniss that she was with Beatty and Wiris because Hamish told her she'd have to be if she was going to ally with Katniss. Um, it's time to go to sleep. Katniss sits with Wiris, who keeps saying TikTok over and over again. Suddenly, there are those 12 bongs again, uh, like we heard before in a previous chapter. Katniss thinks, oh, that's like a clock. She observes that she can see the lightning storm in a wedge of the jungle. Then that stops, and the blood rain begins in a wedge next to it. Katniss puts it all together. The Hunger Games arena is a clock. Chapter 23. Kat, wait, Katniss wakes everyone up and explains the clock thing. Um, she remembers uh, Plutarch Heavensby showing her his watch and saying it starts at midnight. She wonders if he gave her a clue on purpose and why. Betty won't leave with uh, without his cylinder full of wire. And Johanna says she doesn't know what it is or what it's for. Peta says that he won the... Hun- Peta says that... Um, uh, Beatty won the Hunger Games by electrocuting his competition in a wire trap. Katniss then calls out Johanna for clearly lying about something since she had nicknamed, nicknamed him Volts. And why would she have done that if she didn't know about the lightning trap? Uh, they begin to fight, but Finnick defuses it by telling them both to watch it. Uh, they decide to go back to the cornucopia to observe the jungle and confirm if they are right about the clock thing and to pick over the remains of the weapons. As they walk, Katniss thinks about her allies and how it sucks that they have to die. She's really fond of Finnick and would like to find a way that she uh, would not have to kill him. At the cornucopia, Wiris begins to sing a childish song. They observe that they were right about the clock thing when the poison fog starts in a wedge of the jungle. Beattie hypes up Wiris saying that she's very intuitive and is like, quote, a canary in one of your coal mines. Katniss explains to the group what a canary in the coal mines means. Johanna gets some axes that she's good at throwing because she's from the lumber district. Uh, they observe that the tail of the cornucopia is at the top of the clock. PETA draws a picture of the arena, showing where each hazard is that they know of. Suddenly, they realize something is wrong. Wyrus has stopped singing like a canary in the coal mine. Glass and Kashmir are here. Gloss has killed Wirus by cutting her throat. Katniss kills him with an arrow instantly. Uh, Johanna kills Kashmir with an axe. Uh, Finnick saves Peeta from uh, Brutus by knocking a spear away, but as a result of that action, he takes a knife in the leg from Inamaria. Uh, suddenly, the cornucopia platform starts spinning like crazy. Uh, after it stops, Finnick has to retrieve Beattie from where he has been flung into the water. Katniss dives after Wirus's dead body to recover Beattie's wire from her hands, the little cylinder of wire, uh, and they try to figure out where to go next. Now that the cornucopia has been spun around, they don't know where their 12 o'clock is. They choose a random path, hoping that they will be able to see the next hazard and map it from there. Peta goes to get some water from a tree and there is some logistical weirdness because Finnick wants to have his back, uh, but also send him to make a map instead of Katniss. Katniss gets suspicious and then sort of realizes something. Everything that has happened so far, Finnick rescuing Peta at the beginning of the games, the Morphling intercepting the monkey, Finnick taking the knife to the leg, Johanna having him draw a map instead of scouting the jungle. They're all trying to protect Peta. But why? Well, maybe it's because he's so good with words and will inspire a revolution. Suddenly there is a scream and Katniss immediately recognizes it. It's Prim, her sister. That's the end of the chapters.
1: This book and, and this and these these past, let's say, like four or five chapters mm-hmm. are really fucking stupid. <laughs> in a way that I adore. I'm having so much more fun now that we are in the middle of the craziest high-concept action movie bullshit possible here. It, it is so much more fun, even though it makes no sense, even though the characters are as like thin as wax paper here, uh, even though I think as a... Like story about revolution or anything political at the slightest, it is getting worse by the page. But this is this is content here. This is great stuff. I'm yeah. having a good time. Things are moving. Well, I don't know. What do you What do you think?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like a really fun Star Trek episode. Like I'm thinking about the whole like the arena is a clock. That's such a like <laughs> before the yes. commercial break. Like. 20 minutes into the episode or something um, like revelation that, that captain Kirk has um, Mm -hmm. or Picard for that matter.
1: Yes. This, this is, this is a, this is absolutely a, a like midpoint of the episode reveal type thing. I'm sad that so little of the book is left now because I think so much of this book has been wasted on trying to set up the political story here and I I, it just it's never come together there were some moments where it felt a little better than it did in the first book but like ultimately it's just kind of been like a west wing episode at best in that department Uh uh-huh but when they're fighting monkeys uh when they're when they realize (laughs) that the arena they're in is a is a giant clock I am interested Keep, (laughs) keep it coming Susan Collins I am into this
0: I want so well, we've been reading this book for longer than anyone has ever read it. Um mm-hmm. <laughs> no nobody has spent so many weeks reading catching fire. Um,
1: I'm, I'm apartment hunting. I'm busy. We're having we life is coming at us fast here. We
0: are savoring this book more than anyone has ever done it. <laughs> yes. Um yes. so I so like I I can't like immediately think back to like think back about clues, but I'm just I want to, like, flip back in the book and find, like, little clues about, like, time and clocks and things. And I mm-hmm. don't think they exist, to be fair, because I think Katniss would have had this, like, um, like flashback <laughs> sequence where she remembers all the times that clocks came up in her life. Like, I think that mm-hmm. it would have done that. But I'm just dying to go <laughs> back and see, like, President Snow being like, I think your time... Is <laughs> almost up, Katniss.
1: I will say, I think I got got, and, and, I, and I'm gonna, and I'm gonna say fair play to the book on this one because I have been pretty dismissive about the way that Collins puts clues in this book so far.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, the the the, the, the I, I said before that the Rosetta Stone for these books has been the um, the sunglasses scene in the first book where she picks up the sunglasses and goes, "Huh, I bet these aren't important." <laughs> Which she's done with like several things throughout this book, right? Like the more the morphlings, that was one of those. Yeah, uh, the force What's field. This weird wire. Like- <laughs> yeah, the yeah, why? Yeah, why? So yes, everything is highlighted pretty starkly. But I, I will say, I do they, I do remember them hearing the bongs. They, they heard, they did hear bongs, and they were like, "Are those the cannons?" No, but I don't know what they like. I do remember them doing that, and I do think that the Plutarch- callback is at least like, I wouldn't like, that's not really fair to call like a a clue, but it is a fun recontextualization of a scene where we were both like, what is that guy? What is the, what was that weird (laughs) shit? He said, you know, why did he do that? Why did he show her a watch? And I, I, so I, I, I will hand it to, to the author on this one. I did get got here. I do think it's a fun twist. And were there really a bunch of, you know, were there were there enough clues to work this out ourselves? Maybe, maybe not. But I think that it at least comes to like getting our own little like usual suspect scene of of her putting it together. I was like, OK, this is this is at least like being presented in a really fun way where I can like play the part of being surprised, you know?
0: Yeah, no, it is fun. And like the thing about the watch with Plutarch Heavensby is that I think that I, I mean, it's almost like it's because it's too stupid, right? Because that whole thing (laughs) happened and I was just like, oh, the the obvious clue has more to do with the Mockingjay and like being part of this like secret rebellion or like whatever. So I dismissed it as being like, that's what that's about, but I didn't it's too stupid. I was not like, oh, the arena is a clock, because it's a watch. Yeah. So there's gonna be something with a clock happening.
1: Yeah. We there was the part at the beginning of the arena where where they look down on it and and I think Katniss notes that it it looked like spokes on a wheel. And I yep. don't know if she called out that there were, I, I, maybe she said there were 12 of them. I don't know, but I, I there there's enough there that it at least feels like a, like a, uh, it's, it's a, it's a enough of a progression where I don't feel like this is a total like ass pull.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I've been having a great time with this because a friend of the show actually more than one i think friend of the show has been asking me very innocently for like weeks now have you gotten to like the big mechanic in in the hunger game in this one <laughs> and i've been like no I, I, don't, I don't i don't think so i i i been like racking my brain thinking of like did i miss something is it the is it the purple goo is it the goo in the the goo gonna do something not in a million years would i have i have predicted that it's a it's all in a giant clock and it's all it's all clockwork themed I, I i very happy that this this is aligning with my current special interest also uh, yeah, <laughs> we're we're getting we're getting the ultimate watch check they're in the damn watch
0: they're in the damn click clock woods from banjo kazooie yeah <laughs>
1: What a crazy leap from the last Hunger Game which was just like like so President Snow had the last game maker uh what was
0: his name Seneca Crane
1: Yeah Seneca Crane got replaced um I can see why Seneca Crane's game was them running around like in the in the park behind the apartment complex <laughs> He came up with that like the night before. He was like, fuck, it's the Hunger Games tomorrow. I completely forgot. And he just like, he just like went to the Unity asset store for Forest underscore one. Uh, and there will be fireballs and um the w- werewolves. Uh this, this is like a theme. There's a there's a consistent uh mechanic here. This is cool,
0: yeah love it love love the design
1: i'm delighted that we have like a, a a ridiculous premise here it's so stupid i and and it also just enable like we we are now just in a bad like a bad like we're in pitch black now we're in like a bad low budget sci-fi movie here mm-hmm. we've just got all these characters who are Totally one-dimensional, like like just they have a trait, and I I'm loving it. It's 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 perfect. It's it's exactly what this 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 book needed. I think.
0: Yeah, for sure. Do you think that uh, Plutarch Heavensby has like a a development team of like twelve people, and he said like okay, each of you gets to design your hazard. And then oh, they all had I to get so. back together, and it was like who? <laughs> it's like one guy is like torrential blood rain, one guy's like a light a deadly lightning storm, and then like one guy's like a monkey attack.
1: <laughs> the monkey attack guy, he gets he's gonna be he's a star. He's mm-hmm. uh, he's rising up the ranks for sure. I think the fog guy kind of wasn't pulling his weight.
0: Oh yeah, the po- the poison swamp level. No, thank you.
1: Yeah, that one, that one's a little less interesting. I think that uh, Lightning Storm, pretty cool. Blood Rain, very cool. <laughs>
0: uh-huh.
1: I'm, I'm a, actually a little bummed that we, I, I hope that our heroes have to pass through the Blood Rain at some point, because uh, that, that's pretty metal. That's pretty fucking cool.
0: Um, what do you think of Giant Wave? Wait. See, here's
1: the thing. Uh, a, a water level is so risky, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's it's cool. I rank that kind of in the middle, probably. That's not it's not as bad as fog, but it's not as cool as monkeys or blood rain.
0: Yeah. Do you think Fennec would have done like a pretty good job on like the wave, the wave wedge? Do you think he would have been able to like press some buttons and lower or um or uh- <laughs> <laughs> make the make the water level higher.
1: I want to see him like surf on a giant wave like like and like throw a trident at someone while he's surfing past them. He's so cool. We've got like a real posse now. Mhm. Like Katniss and Peeta of course. Um but they they are really getting outshined by I'm the dynamic duo of Finnick and Joanna, who I think are just sort of like the cooler Katniss and Peeta at this point. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: An insanely hot, cool guy. And and then I guess this like 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 complete like they've got like a Harley Quinn here a little bit, I guess. They've got a sort of like slightly unhinged, rude femme fatale here. It's working for me. This is great.
0: She's the one that gets naked, too, right? We've got like an exhibitionist, like rude axe thrower. (laughs) I love that.
1: That's so cool. We were joking like way early. I think. I think it was way back when we were in the um, the training chapter, right? Mm-hmm. That like when they were they were they were gonna end up with like a, some sort of like escape heist team. Mm-hmm. And I think that that might be coming to fruition here. I think mm-hmm. I think this the seeds are being sown for that. Yrs is dead, unfortunately. Rip. We've got the nerd. We've got the cool guy. Katniss is the marksman. PETA is like, they're, they're telling me that PETA is the, is the face, which I'm super, I'm not buying that one, but, but that's, that's <laughs> what the text is telling me. And then, so what does, what does Johanna get to me? Like, what's she going to do?
0: The sexy one. She's the, she's the- She's the one that like flashes the guard so that they can sneak past.
1: I'm I just I'm just trying to figure out how her how her how, like how her like cool down ability helps them on the mission.
0: Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I, I just, mean, she I'm- throws melee weapons, right? Okay,
1: this this is jumping ahead of it, but I think if we're if we're talking about the, ex- the 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 new additions to the cast here, I think this is relevant. The districts get cartoonier and cartoonier every time they get mentioned. I think, mm-hmm. like we're now at the point where uh, Finnick is talking like an orc about like the other districts. <laughs> it is like one of the canaries in your minds, human. <laughs> My people have no need for such mines. We swim in the water. (laughs) We sup on the fish. (laughs) Explain to me this canary in your coal mine.
0: (laughs) I just about lost my mind when Katniss, like, gets in her head and is like, everyone else does their trades early in their life, like, She's been a lumberjack since she was five, and we have to go to public school before we can go in the mines. Yeah, what the fuck is going on in District... What is going on
1: in in District 12? What the fuck? They... Snow... I love Snow. I I love President Snow. Every time he shows up, it's delightful. But is he the worst evil villain, like, super dictator ever? (laughs) Am I wrong in saying that if you bring up the concept, like in in fiction, of child labor, Mm -hmm. is not the very first thing you think of coal mining? Right. Is that not the number one association? Like, if this was a family feud question, would not the number one ranked choice be coal mining? I just, I'm so... I, I'm i so interested. I'm so intrigued by that. What the fuck?
0: I want to know where in the chain of command it is decided that District 12 will set itself apart by not letting there be child labor versus like the lumber district. It's like Johanna's yeah. out there felling trees at eight years old or whatever. And I'm like- why does she not get to go to public school until she's 18?
1: I was half expecting when he when he brought up canaries in the coal mine that Katniss was going to, you know, she like 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 I, I grimaced and remembered that. Uh, in in the fucked up world of the Hunger Games, canaries are what we call the like the children that we send into the small parts of the mine to <laughs> see if it's safe or whatever. Right, right, right. Like we were gonna learn some crazy fucked up thing about like oh they 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 are it's just so evil here. But no, they they go to public school until they're eighteen, and then they go to the. That's crazy. That's. <laughs> It's another example of just like, I don't know how this world functions. I don't understand. Like, what is President Snow president of? Are these are these like still independent states? Is it is it literally like America still where like the federal government and the state government are sort of different and they can do slightly like is weed legal in one district, but not in
0: another or something? Right. Like what's going on here? Does District 12 have public school because we know the mayor? Like, is that, is it like the nice guy mayor is like, no, no, I will have no child labor in my coal mines. It's just one of the the tiniest asides with the biggest
1: implications yet in this book of just like, that's how this world works. The The other districts are doing like way more like bizarre, evil labor stuff, but but Katniss's is like relatively normal. That's why is, like... Do you, do you think that this is like a fix of that criticism of the first book, maybe? And it's just one of those unavoidable, like, well, I did say that they go to school. So, but it's I don't just know why, why the one.
0: solution. I feel like if Katniss goes to school until she's 18, that should just be some sort of weird rule. And I don't know why it would exist, but I would sort of buy it if that was the rule for everyone. Right. Yeah.
1: It was the combination of that little detail, plus Finnick and and Katniss and Johanna all sort of regarding each other's districts the way that the party members in a fantasy RPG talk about like the different species. Mm-hmm. I heard that the dwarves eat diamonds, Finnick. I heard I heard that your people <laughs> make an offering to a great dragon every solstice. Is that true? The, the scope and the scale and, like, who's in charge of this world is just constantly shifting under my feet as I try to understand what's going on in Panem. It's great. This is awesome. Um, yeah. Uh, I was really happy when when Finnick started talking like a Star Trek alien. Yeah. We, we've got the truck freak and we've got crazy ass. We've got the fighter. I'm I'm really, really enjoying us having... They're not particularly deep and they're not amazingly interesting, but they are just really fun and, and they like do stuff and they are loud and colorful in a way that Katniss and PETA aren't.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I I love conflict. So I like that Joanna comes and just like starts fighting with Katniss. That's really fun. Uh, But like also knows Finnick. So they like are like on friendly terms and like they go off and, um, while, while um Johanna's like washing the blood off of herself or whatever, I would have liked Katniss to be a little jealous because I would like Katniss to have a crush on Finnick, but mm-hmm. um but that's okay.
1: Yeah, that was that was a little lo- I, I I I was hoping that there'd be a little more more um love triangle stuff there. Just because it seems like that's what Finnick and Johanna are here for, really. Mm-mm. But so far, the only thing, thing like that that's really come up is that that uh, uh, Katniss had her for Joshi moment in the last uh, the last chapter.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Maybe we'll get into more of that. But um, speaking of Peta and Katniss are, are are like main characters. What is going on with Peta? This 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 Peta has a way with words. Thing. Are you buying this? Are no. you are you?
0: No. What are they talking
1: about? I guess I guess he had a way with words in literally this scene the morphling that that saved them question mark from the monkeys by just running directly at one <laughs> of them uh-huh Peta has this bizarre interaction with her where they sort of like like reenact the end of Blade Runner together Right, You know, he's talking about art and he's talking about painting and the Morphling really liked that, I guess, and and died blissfully uh, in his arms. What? What? Huh? What's going on? <laughs> what are you talking about? What? <laughs> what, what, what? What? Huh? Where'd this come from?
0: I'd be so pissed off if I was dying and PETA was like telling me some shit about painting rainbows. That pissed me off. I yeah, that, that's the part that
1: I don't get. <laughs> so I I I assume that he had more of a relationship with this with this character during the training. I, I think mm-hmm. that Med did mention that, that he was talking to the Morphlings at one point or like saw them. Cause he and he and Katniss sort of break up and 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 mingle with different parties, right? Because mm-hmm. Katniss goes and talks to BT and Wirus and meets them so he must have been been yucking it up with the uh, with the morphlings about art or something um but but yeah what i don't i i actually had to go back and reread because when i first read it i i think i like skipped a, a word and i i assumed that it really literally was the blade runner scene and that it was the morphling suddenly was saying to him right all the stuff she did as like as an artist right Which I think would have made a little bit more sense. It it, like it still would have been completely out of nowhere and bizarre. But it like it's like, you know, she's dying.
0: Right. She's,
1: you know, and, and so far she's just been like this, like, like this mute character who's been sort of looked down on by Katniss for being this addict. You know, and Katniss even like says, like, everything about her is waste. Right. Like, just really... Kind of rude, honestly. Oh, Katniss.
0: yeah. Also, also, while she's like, l- like laying on the ground, like bleeding to death, Katniss is like, I don't know why she's shaking. Could because 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 of withdrawal. Yeah. I'm like Katniss, shut up.
1: <laughs> it's just so, or maybe because she just got bit by like a like a rabid monkey. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I so I thought that she was gonna have like this. It was gonna be like this. Just 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 fast forward version of like, oh, you thought this character was. Was nothing, but actually, she had beautiful art in her heart. Like it still would have been completely pat. It still would have been very corny. But like, I I see the arc there of like, wow, she had she she had true beauty within her, and then and, and conveyed that to pita and that'll motivate him to save every. You know, it's like hey, we gotta save everyone, right? But no, it's it's like, P- Peter sees someone dying and is like, so here's my art process
0: yeah yeah he kind of makes it all about himself, um which sort of reminds me of the time that he made uh Rue's death all about himself, yeah,
1: I hate this fucking guy. he sucks. <laughs> he is the guy who who every time something bad happens on the news, he's like posting the link on his blog or or on Twitter or on his Facebook or whatever, and is posting like this needs to stop now, right. Like, <laughs> He just comes off as so ineffectual and so self-aggrandizing, and so <laughs> there is no injustice that he cannot insert himself into. And for Katniss's like read on that to be, oh, Haymitch must know, must have realized that he he is the guy who's going to unite the people behind a revolution. I'm just like fucking. The main thing he's done is lie about getting you pregnant, Katniss. (laughs) Are you kidding me? Crazy. Completely crazy to me.
0: He sucks so bad.
1: I want them to to think that they're in the blood rain wedge of the of the um mm-hmm. of the forest, right? But actually he just got ripped in half by a monkey and like right. like all his blood got all over them. Or like I just I there I I want nothing but the worst for Peta at this point. <laughs> He's horrible. He's horrible. He's just the worst.
0: I hope Katniss is wrong. What are the odds that she's wrong? Because I would like her to be wrong because I really enjoy the idea that all these people are, like, getting together to help the worst guy win the Hunger Games. Like, that's a very funny premise to me. <laughs> they're
1: trying to, like, tank the Hunger Games. Like, they're, they're the guys... They're, they're, they're actually thinking about it. I was about to say... That this was very unrealistic, right? Like, like Katniss has a history of just being right about everything and sort of just being the moral center of the story. Mm -hmm. But thinking about it, if you think if if you consider when this book was being written and how much more heightened the reality show stuff is this time, Mm -hmm. is this inspired by stuff like the? God, I cannot remember. There were multiple times where this happened on like uh, American Idol and Survivor and stuff where there was someone who just like sucked real bad or Mm that the audience decided it would be funny to be cruel to by like vote spamming them through the competition. Oh,
0: sure. Yeah.
1: So there would just be like two or three, like every American Idol season, there would just be two or three people who were there that were being carried by like joke voting campaigns right yeah or like when people like voted for pitbull to perform in like sitka alaska for like six people or whatever Uh like is is it something like that maybe like they're trying to tank the hunger games by making the least popular guy win the problem with that is that i think that the audience has generally liked his his shtick
0: I think I think PETA is just not clicking with us and I'm not sure what we're missing. He just seems
1: horrible to me. He just seems like he's like the shitty chauvinist revolutionary guy that every movie that has like a, well, actually, the revolution goes too far or is bad or is actually just about this guy's ego or like it's like he's that
0: guy. Right.
1: That's the closest I can picture him as any sort of face for a rebellion or whatever.
0: I just I don't see any way that a character like Johanna would be convinced to die for Peta if the only reason is because he might be a good public speaker. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Does Johanna want revolution? Do we know it? That about her?
0: we got like the solidarity moment with all the tributes where they kind of like, uh, did that clever stuff at their interview, um, I guess. So maybe that is supposed to like, like make us know that, but again, I just don't, I don't see her sacrificing herself again on the hope that PETA is going to be good at doing this thing that he has never done, hasn't really shown any inclination to want to do, Um, has no experience doing and he can't fight. So I don't know if they're going to like win against the Capitol by like debating them or (laughs) like talking them out of it or what. But
1: yeah, maybe PETA was like, if you let me win, you could go streaking in front of the camera at my victory speech. But yeah, but she, she no, would have to be de- dead. She would have to be dead. <laughs> so yeah, so there's no way. So there's no, there's no, there's no exhibition opportunity that he could offer her. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm very curious what the answer is here if Canis is right, and how this is going to come together as a, I presume an escape. I like a, I either an escape or like a, they refuse to fight or something. I I don't know. I don't know how how they get out of this one, but I'm at least intrigued because we've got again, we've got like the nerd in the party now, and he's got this special wire. So eh, I don't know what's gonna happen. I I I'm still my money is still on Katniss ties wire to her bow or to an arrow and like fires a zip line out of the arena or something. Yeah. That's my that's my prediction
0: gotta it's gotta be the force field thing and some some wire arrow contraption combination um situation and um Peta will later uh paint a picture of their daring escape.
1: <laughs> Maybe Peta painted a beautiful tasteful nude of Johanna.
0: Peta's making me hate art. He's so annoying. He's
1: th- I that that is the part of the um the, of Katniss's uh, 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 explanation of um, of why Peta is is being protected that, that makes me hope that she's wrong because if she's right that means that the Hunger Games is is just a, a classic oh punk rock will be so good under Trump type story. <laughs> I was like, you know what really matters is the 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 artists and the speakers. It's like, oh. I mean. They don't, they don't don't matter, but like, <laughs> just the fact that like Susan Collins is is an author, right? And, and so like, of course the, the, the one, the person who really matters is the artsy one. Mm-hmm. It's a Sorkin thing. It's a David Simon thing. It's just always, you know, oh, who, who, who's the bravest person in this situation? The journalists or whatever. It's like, well, I mean, like, I'm not, not to discount, but like, you know, Finnick could like kill a guy.
0: Katniss like insta-killed um Gloss or whoever.
1: Yeah, that was pretty cool, huh?
0: Yeah. We Hell did uh, yeah. we did
1: we did get a pretty rip-shit action sequence there and then the clock started spinning. I loved all that. That was fucking cool.
0: Katniss has come a long way from um feeling like she didn't kill someone after dropping a wasp nest on them mm-hmm. uh to just like dropping guys.
1: Yeah, that was cool. She yeah, just just popped two people and it did put them it made use of the clock thing too like the the clock uh the 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 cornucopia spinning um was very cool. yeah um, it is really funny that we got the like she's like a canary in a coal mine explanation and then she immediately dies and they recognize <laughs> it because she's not humming anymore like just just very very efficient storytelling there. She's like a canary yes. in the coal mine. So much in fact, there she goes.
0: It's very funny that like in Katniss's whole explanation too, she was like, well, they don't always die. Sometimes they stop singing, but sometimes they die. And then with wires, she stopped singing, but she definitely died. She definitely died.
1: Wires was so weird. I mean like this is just another example of just how how cartoon like th- this was a Episode of Batman the Animated Series tier portrayal of like shock, I think. Um mm-hmm. she's like the damn alligator from Peter Pan a little bit, really.
0: Yeah, a little bit.
1: I wouldn't say I'm like, oh, this is so offensive, right? Because it, it's just so heightened that, like, of course, everything is just so and like aligns to mm-hmm. to to give our heroes a clue. But do you remember how like weirdly Specific and and unlike this, the Haymitch alcoholism portrayal was for a bit.
0: Yes. <laughs> My God. It's the
1: same book. It's the same book. We've we've got really wild. Sw- and like, I wouldn't call those good either, because like th- those just felt like wildly out of place for the tone but now we've got one that like fits more in in line with the tone of the book but it's because it's in the same book as those portrayals i'm just like this is really all fucking over the place like i wasn't like upset by it but i was i was just like that is that that sure is in the same book as like as it's just like the the brutally uh unfunny and 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 harrowing portrayal of of what what Hamish is like when he's going through withdrawals right just like wow jesus christ
0: yeah yeah i mean that i did have i was kind of glad that she died because i was like are we gonna be stuck with this like portrayal for the rest (laughs) of the
1: book (laughs) yeah that that could have gotten worse i think if if she'd stuck around it is offensive insofar in that like she existed to be a plot device. Mm-hmm. And like it, of course, all aligned to be a plot device. Like it's very, again, very just so. But at the very least, we are just on a different planet now. Like writing about writing about war, writing about you know mental illness, those are just so far out the window at this point. We are now in cartoon. We are now We in are an, in a
0: we are in a big clock. We are in a giant clock.
1: We're in a movie from 1991 called Death Bastards that nobody remembers. <laughs> I feel like I have to readjust all of my expectations and like, like criticisms completely because it's like, well, of course there's this really stupid, like, like ignorant portrayal of, of shock in here because like, yeah, we are, we are now in just a different, a different kind of story. We are, we are now in exploitation cinema. Yes. But it's certainly more exciting than it was before.
0: It is exciting.
1: It's cool. They're in a giant clock. That's a classic setup. Would you like to know my deepest, darkest thought about the whole clock thing? Yes. wireless says tick tock, tick tock as sort of her like clue that it's a as that it's a big clock. Right. Mm hmm. And they talk about, Katniss sort of like describes like, oh, like when the invisible hand passes over each wedge. What I would like to know. Susan Collins, the author of of The Hunger Games. Does she know the difference between a quartz movement in a clock and a mechanical movement? Because I feel like TikTok could go either way, because if we're if we're going like tick tock, tick tock, tick tock, tick tock, that's a mechanical watch. If she's going tick tock every second, that's a quartz watch. And I want to know which kind it is because I'm me and I want to know what they interpret this as in the movie as well. And I'm very I'm, I would love to know. I would love to know in the world of The Hunger Games. What are the what are the watch nerds up to? What are the clock clockwork nerds up to? And which which one is the arena?
0: I think we're all wondering this. And I think that it would be (laughs) it would be just like so hugely embarrassing if uh, the book was one way and then the movie was another way. (laughs)
1: Ooh, I wonder. I wonder what kind of clock they're in and if it's accurately portrayed. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Anything anything else important for uh for this chapter here?
0: Gosh, I don't think so. We had a lot of stuff.
1: Mhm. Yeah, Rapid but it's more fire, like promises for upcoming stuff, right? Like
0: It is.
1: Now we've got a party. Now we've got a clock. Very yeah, and exciting. we're
0: almost done with the book. Do you wish there had been more clock? Like, do you think it should have been, like, should we be at the beginning? Like, maybe out of the first act?
1: Yeah, I I would have, like, I, I mean, I will not deny that I loved the reveal here. I had a great yeah. time with it. But maybe it would have been, maybe it would have just been, like, a better just hit the ground running if, like, Katniss, like, went up the tube and, and you know, saw the wedges and, like, saw the circular arena and was like, I'm in a damn clock. Right. Just getting the premise up front that there are, like, 12 areas with with 12 different death traps in them, like, that's kind of fun. I don't know. Right. I had so much fun with the reveal, but I, that might be because we're taking so long and that people have been asking me very innocently, like, have you gotten to the thing yet? (laughs) Have we gotten to the, like, the big mechanic? It just, yeah. <laughs> I just, I don't know. Like, I, it very, like, personally, me having a good time with that, but I don't know if it would be... It, I think it might have been better just to have it up front. Because um, sometimes you just want to, like know what the stakes and the premise are immediately, especially in like a a dumb action story, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just weird how late the Hunger Games are happening. And I I know we've talked about this like kind of a lot, but I'm just like, what have we been doing this whole time? What have we been doing in this book?
1: Mm -hmm. Remember when we thought it was going to be a road trip novel?
0: I want it to be. I want it to be one or the other kind of. I don't know. Yeah. if if if
1: if two had been a road trip novel and three had been they're stuck in a damn clock maybe that would have been the most perfect trilogy ever I don't know yeah this book wasted a lot of fucking time getting here but I I am happy we're here you know yeah Speaking of books that waste absolutely no time. Yeah. Would you like to take a little trip to a different book for our third segment here? Yes. Is it is it time I we you know I I was I was floating this last week. I think now is a good time to dip back into James Patterson's Holmes, Marple, and Poe for our third segment.
0: Yeah, I've been thinking about this a lot, actually. Yeah. I'm excited
1: I, I figure we'll read like a chapter maybe I mean, it's 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 Patterson, so maybe two, but i I think like a chapter is probably good for a third segment here. yeah. um now, just to bring everyone up to speed, uh i I read the first two chapters last week, uh in which a. Real estate agent in New York was surprised to find three people with uh, very interesting names. Holmes, Marple and Poe uh, wanted to buy her apartment she was selling that someone died in.
0: That's so crazy.
1: And that was all that happened in the first two chapters. So here's chapter three. Present day. Auguste Poe was anxious to get moving. A teacher had once described him as having an excitable temperament, and it was showing this morning. As he exited the newly renovated bakery building in a crisp linen suit, Poe glanced at the fresh lettering on the front door. Gold leaf in a classic font. It looked expensive and exclusive. Holmes, Marple, and Poe investigations finally felt legit, and today was the day that would put them on the map. Poe was sure of it. They had the right case. They had the right skills. They just needed to execute flawlessly as a team. A classic and a font. chapter. End <laughs> of chapter. Genuinely, <laughs> there are shorter chapters in Maximum Ride. Uh, as he waited impatiently for his two partners, Poe walked to the bakery's former loading bay and wiped a speck of dust off the hood of his newly acquired 1966 Pontiac GTO. Holy shit! Damn, nice car, Montero Red, Tri Power Upgrade, XS Ram Air Package. <laughs> what the
0: fuck? <laughs> I no, don't know what any of this shit is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, you know how excited I am to learn what kind of watch that uh, the the what kind of clockwork the the Hunger Games arena is. Mm -hmm. James Patterson has that, that same excitement for classic cars. I think Uh, we've got the XS Ram air package in here. He'd paid 50,000 to a Newark collector and considered it a steal. Poe was obsessive about anything mechanical and muscle cars were a particular weakness. Despite outrageous Brooklyn garage fees. Okay. So this is just like James Patterson (laughs) lives in New York and is bitching about how expensive it is to own.
0: Classic.
1: That's classic. Oh, my God. Uh, he owned an impressive collection, rotating his rides according to his mood. Good God, August. What is that monstrosity? Margaret Marple was standing outside the door in a neat business jacket and skirt, staring at the Pontiac. It rides as smooth as a town car, Poe said, knowing she preferred more discreet transportation. I promise you. Marple frowned. I'll wrinkle my outfit folding myself into that thing. Ugh. Tell me about it. Getting in getting into the Pontiac GTO Montero red with the tri-power upgrade and excess RAM air package, I'd be wrinkling this, the shit out of my outfit in that thing.
0: This is such a natural conversation.
1: <laughs> Margaret, you need to be more flexible, said Brendan Holmes, exiting the door right behind her. He plucked a speck of lint from his suit jacket as he walked towards the car. Let's go, Poe said as he slid in behind the steering wheel. The powerful Pontiac was no advantage (laughs) on the trip to one police plaza. (laughs) (laughs) The crosstown drive through Brooklyn was torturous, with a lot of stop and go on the way. Poe could feel his partner's nerves, too. Their plan hinged on getting in front of police commissioner Jack Bulin, and Bulin was a notoriously hard man to corner. The commissioner was new to his post, recently appointed by New York City Mayor Felix Rollins after a long career in Chicago. This would be their first in-person encounter. By all accounts, Bulin was a hard-nosed cop with a, and a savvy political operator. Poe and his partners had done their due diligence. Now it was time for a critical face-to-face. The topic they wanted to discuss was a case that was consuming the city. The mysterious disappearance of a young black attorney named Sloan Stone. That's a good name.
0: That's a great name.
1: Sloan's impressive resume ticked through Poe's mind as he drove. Brooklyn Girl Made Good, Harvard Undergrad, Yale Law, Junior Associate at a Top New York Law Firm, Brilliant and Beautiful. The profile picture on her law firm website showed Sloan Stone to be a young woman with bright eyes, a huge smile, and dark hair, worn full and natural with a few tight curls falling around her forehead, missing for two weeks now without a trace. The pressure on NYPD, and the new commissioner in particular, was growing more intense by the day. The new firm had gotten an anonymous tip, and what they'd learned was about to shake up the whole city. Poe glanced in the rearview mirror as Marvel pulled up the latest reports on her iPhone. (laughs) Any breakthroughs? asked Poe. The authorities are still baffled, said Marvel. Good, said Holmes. We're not. As Poe headed for the Brooklyn Bridge crossing into Manhattan, he got a fresh tingle of anticipation. This was it, their first high-profile case, and he and his partners were determined to break it wide open, even if nobody had actually hired them.
0: Um, I don't really do the whole true crime thing, but I think that's going to be my new line if anyone like tells me about their true crime uh, stories. I'm going to say, any breakthroughs? <laughs>
1: <laughs> any breakthroughs? Anyone cracking the case right now? <laughs> uh, that is the end of the chapter, by the way.
0: Hell yeah, it is. Uh, Just
1: a lot of
0: car content.
1: <laughs> we, what we learned was there is a missing person and uh, Poe has an insanely cool Pontiac. <laughs> <laughs> with all of the shit in it. Cool. Pretty good. Um, let me see how long the next one is. Do you want to do one more? That was even shorter than I was prepared for, I must admit. Sure. I guess we do two chapters of our main book. We could do two chapters of, uh, of of the joke book as well. That's right. When the three investigators arrived on the top floor of one police plaza, Poe led the way to the commissioner's suite, where a late 20-something receptionist sat behind a huge oak desk. He glanced at the assistant's nameplate as he stepped forward, then cleared his throat and adjusted his voice to a tone of warm familiarity as if he had known her forever. Samantha, he said. Good morning. How are you? We need to see the commissioner immediately. Who does? The receptionist shot back. In just two words, Poe detected the distinct inflection of a Queen's native. Oh, oh, wow. <laughs> Great fucking work, detective. Holy shit. <laughs> Is that what they're teaching you guys at Quantico? How to recognize a queen's accent? <laughs> I think I think this person's from New York, the city we're in. <laughs> he looked closer. Samantha's wardrobe and jewelry conveyed a tone of edgy self-assurance, and her manicured nails looked as sharp as daggers. Poe immediately realized that she was no pushover. Holmes, because of the and Poe, nails. Because of the name because of the nails, yeah. Uh he flicked a business card from his wallet with the flare of a illusionist. Samantha took it. Holmes, Marple, and Poe, she said. Is that a joke? Holmes leaned over the desk where private investigators. I cannot. I'm sorry, I cannot get over the, <laughs> <laughs> the like. They exist in a world where. Holmes, Marvel, and Poe are also already famous. So it's like, this is just like, it's like you're getting accosted by cosplayers. (laughs) Like, like the, the damn, the damn steampunk twins are, like, bothering, bothering this receptionist at work. Oh god <laughs> uh, uh Holmes, Marple, and Poe Is that a joke? He leaned over the desk We're private investigators and we have Important information for the commissioner Critical information Samantha shifted her cold stare in his direction Do you have an appointment? Marple stepped forward We have intelligence on the disappearance of Sloan Stone She said softly It involves the mayor Samantha tilted her head Sloan Stone? Poe noticed a sudden uptick of interest. The receptionist lowered her head and touched her, ta- or tapped her touch screen. Poe could hear her speaking tersely into her headset. About 30 seconds later, a blonde-haired woman in a dark suit walked into the receptionist area. She was tall and elegant. Wow, there's
0: a lot of hot ladies. tall and elegant blonde,
1: huh? A lot of hot ladies working. James Patterson? The- hmm. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Poe gathered from her body language, stern and efficient. Wow. That's crazy, bro. Whoa. I understand you have information concerning the mayor. She said Poe nodded and handed her a business card. Holmes, Marple and Poe investigations. Are you from the mayor's office? I'm Kristen Rove, special assistant to Mayor Rollins. And anything you have for the mayor, you can tell me. Not this, I'm afraid, said Poe. For the commissioner's ears only at this point, Marple added politely. Well, let me know, tell you how it works, Kristen said, shifting her eyes from Marple the Holmes to Poe. You don't <laughs> see the commissioner without going <laughs> <laughs> Sora, Donald, Goofy. <laughs> You don't see the commissioner without going through Samantha, and you don't see the mayor without going through me. She glanced down at the business card. So unless you actually found Miss Stone, you've come all the way from Brooklyn for nothing. She handed the card back to Poe, then walked off. Poe turned and not, turned to Marple and nodded toward the reception desk. You try. It was time for a tag team approach. Maybe Mar- Marple's people skills would be more productive. Poe knew that in addition to being a natural snoop, his partner was an intuitive student of human psychology. Fuck yes. He stood back (laughs) with Holmes and watched as Marple walked up to Samantha's position and rested a hand on the polished oak top. The receptionist was clearly doing her best to ignore Marple's presence, but she eventually looked up. Can I help you? About your age, am I right? Who? Asked Samantha. Sloan Stone. Samantha shifted awkwardly in her seat. I guess. A long pause. But I went to Queensboro Community and she went to a fancy Ivy League, so I think Sloane and I are sort of on different levels. Were. What? Were. Past tense. One of you is dead. Samantha blinked. You don't know that. Actually, we do, said Marple. We're very good at our job. That's why we're here. She lowered her voice to a confidential whisper. The truth is, Samantha, we know more about the different kinds of human wickedness than anyone you've ever met. <laughs> what the fuck? What? ah is she a wizard <laughs> the receptionist stared at marple for a second then she pulled off her headset got up from her chair and walked through a thick door behind the receptionist area success poe and holm it's like a that's like the like mission complete ding is just in the book there <laughs> success poe and Holmes stepped forward poised and ready a few seconds later samantha was back She sat down and picked up her headset again. Sorry, she shrugged. Commissioner Bullen has left for the day. He must have used his private exit. Poe glanced at his partners. Not a problem, he said. We know where he lives. Why didn't you go there in the fucking first place then? What? (laughs) (laughs) You need to corner this guy and you don't need to be officially high. God damn it. Oh, James Patterson, the king, the goat.
0: (laughs) They got to get back in the Pontiac.
1: They do. OK, so so I we we're, we'll we'll finish there. That'll be the end uh, of our of our third segment here. But I do want to read the first sentence of the next chapter. Just We got uh, back
0: in the Pontiac.
1: Heading north on the West Side Highway, the GTO's 380 horsepower <laughs> engine growled. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love fiction.
0: I love fiction. I feel like I'm I feel like we're reading like a combination of that Jimmy Fallon. Imagine with like an episode of leverage. <laughs> That's the exact tone of this.
1: Oh, yeah, this is this is good stuff. This is really, really exciting. <laughs> All right. Shall we take it to the close? Yeah. All right. Our theme song is "Hot McGonagall by Cheshire Munion. Huge thanks to them, as always. So please use that as our theme song. You can find them on Bandcamp. You can find us at patreon.com slash streetcast. And Liz, what will we be reading next time?
0: We will be reading chapters 24 and 25 and... I was just checking how many chapters we had left in the book. We have two chapters for next week, and then there are two more chapters and it's over. And we just found out we were in this damn clock.
1: Holy shit. So we got two more episodes then of this book, I guess. Yeah. All right. Well,
0: until then, happy
1: Hunger the Games. Dream,
0: happy Hunger Games. There, makes ocean roll seem tame. But I know what you're after if you
1: catch a ride. Cause this hot mama is just a cat
0: in disguise.